Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. In our republic, we've stood this assault. But that man's warning reminds us that this threat hasn't gone away. It looms over our democracy like a dark cloud. None of that is true, Benny Thompson. None of it. Of course, the January 6th Select Committee is off to the races to show us exactly how terrible Donald Trump is. I mean, to get to the bottom of what happened on January 6th. No, wait, I said it right the first time. A committee where Benny Thompson, who is the chair of the committee, Democrat from Mississippi, has said no questions about Nancy Pelosi are allowed. That's not so much of a committee now, is it? You're not really digging deep if you're already saying we don't talk about this. You investigate the things that need to be investigated and all those who had something to do with what happened on January 6th. Security is a part of it. Just so we can get it clear and out of the way, Donald Trump did not lead an insurrection. Donald Trump did not cause an insurrection. Donald Trump, like many other people, uses language that can get people going. But since people were already going at the Capitol well before Donald Trump spoke, clearly it wasn't Trump. Say what you will about Donald Trump. I'm not going to keep you from it. I'm just saying you don't have it on insurrection. The committee is built to be able to double down on the thesis that they could not get through impeachment. But they have added Republicans to this committee who were in favor of impeachment. And I'm saying... Would it matter if they got dropped from the Republican Party? I'm not saying they should. I just, I don't actually care. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Parlor, Instagram, Twitter, Tony Katz. Everything at TonyKatz.com. You can get the podcast there. You can support the show, support the show there. All of it. TonyKatz.com. Maybe I care a little. Look, I'm not a Republican. I'm a conservative. I have been very, very clear about this. The Republican Party is the party of stupid. And that Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney don't know that they're participating as useful idiots is embarrassing and shameful. You can be a Republican and clearly say you disagree with Donald Trump. I know that's tough to do, but you can do it. That is different than taking part in, in the charade where you're already saying Trump is guilty of something he's clearly not guilty of. Let's do this again. Liz Cheney is wrong. Wrong. He's not guilty of an insurrection. She knows it. You know where I have serious issue with President Trump? Your vice president is in the Capitol. Capitol's under siege. You didn't send in everybody under the sun to get it taken care of? Sorry. I got issue with that. And if you say to me, well, Pence, he wasn't even he wasn't even trying to stop this. Yeah, you that that's just wrong. There was a, a, a it was tweets. So I, I'd have to get it double checked. That said that Pence actually looked into whether or not he could not certify the election and realized he had no constitutional way to not certify the election. No. Yeah. He talked to a bunch of constitutional lawyers about it. And so people are like, how dare he even look into it? 
How dare he look into it? Of course you look into it. You take a look at what your options are. You take a look at what the issues are. You take a look at what the law allows. That's rational. Of course that's rational. Anybody who says otherwise is an ideologue out of their head and unworthy of our love and attention. Good on him for going over it. And then what he got back was, yeah, you, you can't. There's, there's no methodology for you to do so. And he said, okay. He looked at it like an adult. He came to a conclusion like an adult. He handled it like an adult. He handled it the way you want a guy to handle it. And the people who call him a traitor, they're just nonsense. Nonsense. You could be angry. Oh, my gosh. Be angry. I'm not telling you not to be. Traitor, nonsense. Trump should have had people in there. He's the president of the United States. Clear the Capitol is all it would have taken. And I'm annoyed that it didn't happen. I'm equally as annoyed, maybe more annoyed, than it happened to begin with. And where was the security? Where was uh, the police? Where was the handling of this situation? Which are all acceptable questions, except Benny Thompson says you can't ask those questions, the Democrat from Mississippi, because that may impugn the character of Nancy Pelosi. Well, we can't have that. Some people are trying to deny what happened, to whitewash it, to turn the insurrectionists into martyrs. But the whole world saw the reality of what happened on January 6th. And just like that, the whole thing's over. That, By the way, in, into his words, I'm 27 seconds. I'm 27 seconds into, this, into his words. I want to see if I can isolate this right here. I'm going to edit on the fly, guys. To turn the insurrectionists yep, into martyrs. That's not it. It was right here. Some people are trying to deny what happened, to whitewash it, to turn the insurrectionists into martyrs. But the whole world saw the reality of what happened on January 6th. That's it. That is the commentary. So you know it's over. If you are on a committee looking into what took place and you are already calling it an insurrection without having the benefit of the actual process of investigation... What's the point of any of this? I mean, that's all it took, guys. 27 seconds. I wonder how many people are just going to bypass that moment from the chairman, Benny Thomas Thompson. They're just going to bypass that and be like, ah, whatever. Look at this. Look at that. No, no, no. How is this not absolutely damning? Some people are trying to deny what happened to whitewash it to turn the insurrectionists into martyrs. But the whole world saw the reality of what happened on January 6th. If that's the case, why do we need a committee? Why did we need a commission? Why do we need any of this? Why are you wasting my damn time? (laughs) The answer is, you need this because your political fools, demagogues, and you are desperate to have Trump be the story going into the midterms. Now we're on it. And I've got I've got more proof of this. Should, should I play the proof first? Should I play the proof 
Here, I, I, I shared this. This is Carl Bernstein, Woodward and Bernstein, Watergate, on with Brian Stelter, so you know it's going to be a real intellectual pursuit. Listen to this. But when we're talking about Trump, we're obviously talking about a kind of delusional madness, such as General Milley was talking about, uh, that is on a scale and a scope that we have never experienced uh, in an American president in our history. I think we need to calmly step back and maybe look at Trump in a different context. He is America's, our own American war criminal. Uh, of, a, of a kind we've never experienced. What the hell is he talking about? Honestly, there comes a moment where you no longer talk to people, but it's Brian Stelter, and anything that attacks Trump is absolutely good for him. Brian Stelter lives for the moment of mentioning Trump's name. Yes, 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 yes. It thrills him, I assume, sexually. He's a war criminal? Now we're just throwing anything out there. This Trump derangement syndrome is pretty serious stuff. Pretty serious stuff indeed. But the objective remains the same. Benny Thompson or or Carl Bernstein and Brian Stelter. Republican equals Trump. Trump equals Republican. Trump equals bad. Therefore, Republican equals bad. Midterm elections. Hopefully you get a win. Now. As we've shared, this goes well against the Politico article. Whoo! Democrats have hurt themselves greatly in this conversation about critical race theory. They're losing the argument regarding critical race theory. They don't even accept that they're losing. They don't even accept why, but they see that the Republicans are clearly doing well in being honest about what's happening in the schools. Oh, but remind me, I will get into what took place at, at the Carmel School Board meeting. The things that I'm hearing, the stories as reported. Uh, don't bring your gun. Uh, I've, I've got the whole story. Slipped out of a dude's pocket. Holy cow. And that's just, that's just part of the story of what took place at Carmel Clay Schools. This is all about the hatred of Donald Trump and utilizing Trump as a way to win the midterms. This is it. This is the entire thing. Now let's bring it back to Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney, one of the Republicans on this January 6th committee, I actually haven't heard her commentary. Well, I, I, all right, that, that's, that's not true. I heard her commentary, you know, live here. <laughs> Shared it on the show. I was like, oh, there you go, Liz. So, so here, if you haven't heard it, Thank you very much, Chairman Thompson. Uh, thank you to all my colleagues on this committee. Uh, and thank you to each of the witnesses appearing before us today. Um, it, is, it is because of you, you held the line, you defended all of us, uh, you defended uh, the Capitol, um, and, uh, and you defended the Constitution and our Republic. And, and every American owes you uh, our undying gratitude. Um, every American, I hope, will be able to hear your testimony today uh, and will watch the videos. Uh, the videos show uh, the unbelievable violence uh, and the inexcusable and intolerable cruelty that, that you all faced, and people need to know the truth. I want to begin by reflecting briefly on the investigation that we're launching today. Every one of us here on the dais voted for and would have preferred 
that these matters be investigated by an independent nonpartisan commission composed of five prominent Americans selected by each party and modeled on the 9-11 Commission. Although such a commission was opposed by my own leadership in the House, it overwhelmingly passed with the support of 35 Republican members. It was defeated by Republicans in the Senate. And that leaves us where we are today. We cannot leave the violence of January 6th and its causes uninvestigated. The American people deserve the full and open testimony of every person with knowledge of the planning and preparation for January 6th. I don't disagree with this, but Benny Thompson already told you that's not what's going to happen. You want to approach this like, hey, let's find out. He is approaching this in the most prejudicial manner possible. As are all the Democrats. So what are you doing, Liz Cheney? What are you doing? Why are you kidding yourself with this idea that somehow you are moral and good? See, I'm one of the few people who thinks that, you know, I don't think she's a bad person. I think she was wrong about impeachment. I think it's very obvious that she doesn't have it right regarding insurrection. I didn't say you had to like Trump. And what is the stat that they keep pulling out? No one voted with Trump more than than Liz Cheney? That is correct. So clearly she sees something she doesn't like. I believe she's seeing it incorrectly. And she is applying it incorrectly. And once again, she's doing so by saying she wants these details, but you're not going to get these details. And I reject the idea you would have gotten them from a commission. I don't believe that to be the case at all. We must know what happened here at the Capitol. We must also know what happened every minute of that day in the White House. Every phone call, every conversation, every meeting, leading up to, during, and after the attack. Honorable men and women have an obligation to step forward. Up to, during, and after the attack? When when is the up to? January 5th, 4th, December 28th, November 3rd, July the 7th, uh, up to, and, and what is the after? The the 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, to the 20th, or do you need to know even after that? What? Uh, you're getting into a lot of the uh, posturing there, Representative Cheney, which is what people really feel this has all been about posturing as if somehow you are the standard bearer on conservatism this is one of the great myths that i would like to bust it's not about the conservatism it survives regardless of the trumps or the cheneys that come before or come after it's a question whether or not we're going to actually apply it and utilize it but it does not exist in a vacuum in opposition to knowing how to fight. I got to start breaking this down for everybody, and I will. I'm Tony Katz.
So the Olympics now has a storyline with Simone Biles dropping out. Dude, I know. Of the team competition. And some people say it was uh, a, a, a vault where she hurt herself. There's been conversation that it was a mental uh, uh, issue. She was she just had to had to stop. So the overall team gets the silver medal. The U.S. women, the Russian Olympic Committee, because they were banned from competing as, as Russians, uh, they uh, got the gold. They defeated the U.S. by th- three points. Yes, it was so close, dude. Right? Very, very small, which means uh, the the U.S. Olympic team is actually very, very good. But that's that's not the story. The story is we don't yet know... Um what's up with her. We don't know if she's competing in the all-around, right, as as an individual. And people talk about there's so much pressure on her. I'm sorry she feels any level of pressure at all. But this conversation, as we've been discussing, of of mental health, this conversation of of, uh, whether people can handle certain levels of stress, whether they buy into their own hype or keep it at bay, these things matter. It's like Naomi Osaka, the tennis player. Oh, I don't want to have to do interviews because of my mental health. And then here, let me do this photo spread. Or let me do this. And then tennis is like, well, you listen. You, you got to do the interviews. Otherwise, we find you. Okay, I won't participate. All right, don't participate. Then she goes to the Olympics, and she lost in the third round. I'm sorry to see that for her. I don't, I don't win something because these people do poorly, mind you. I don't win something because Simone Biles has an issue. She's clearly incredible. Way different than how you feel about, let's say, a Megan Rapinoe, who has been clearly vile. So what's wrong? I, I don't know. Is it the end of days for, for the Olympics? Of course not. I mean, for, for women's gymnastics, of course not. Oh, my gosh. The U.S. only got silver. We need to all just calm down just a a touch. This is the most I've discussed about the Olympics because I think there's a greater conversation here. And it is this mental health conversation and who uses it to their advantage as opposed to really having an issue. And in the case of Simone Biles, we don't even know necessarily what's going on. But we're going to start seeing people utilize mental health as a way of just getting out of toughness. No, I'm not applying that to Biles or Osaka. I'm discussing what's coming. Get ready for it. Something I can speak to with a bit of authority. I'm Tony Katz and this is Tony Katz Today. So what in the world happened at this school board meeting in Carmel, Indiana? Tony Katz, great to be with you. Tony Katz today, well, what happened is somebody brought a gun and it fell out of their pocket. Nobody was trying to hurt anybody. That seems pretty obvious. The guy was carrying a firearm at a school board meeting. It fell 
out of his pocket. He then got arrested and taken to jail because it's a felony. It's a gun on school property. Now, the school board meeting doesn't take place at a school. So even I would have been like, really? Huh. That's that's interesting. That is interesting. I mean, they did. They they uh they arrested the dude. You got to secure your firearm, people. It's not that any of us who have carried a firearm ever, you know, may have had a moment where it 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 slipped out. I have had a firearm slip out of a holster before. It's a frightening, frightening thing when it happens. But you, 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 it's on you to make sure you're good to go. Now, some people are going to say, well, why would you have it on school property? Oh, my gosh. I, I'm in favor of arming teachers who want to be armed. So maybe I'm not the best guy to have this conversation with. But the guy's in the wrong, and he's going to deal with it, and that's all there is to it. He's going to have to deal with this for forever. The problem is, is that this is going to be the focus of what took place and it shouldn't be the focus of what took place because what took place at this at this meeting was a lot of people talking about some serious issues um someone uh emailed me and, and people are emailing me all the time about things going on with critical race theory in schools and so they emailed me uh crt at TonyCats.com. You can do the same if you've got a conversation about critical race theory, something going on in your schools. So first it was it was this email showing this chart of ISTEP and iLearn. And it was about uh, proficiency. English language arts proficiency, that's ELA, right? That's what we call it. And what you see on this chart is that in every single demographic, except for Hispanic, I believe, things have been going down over the last four years, except ticked ticked back up in 21. So you have uh, a black, Hispanic, multiracial, and Asian that went down through uh, 2019 and then 2021 started to tick back up. Or maybe that's where they think it's going to go. Except for white kids that continue to go down. So if, if, if this is the equity that you're talking about, you're right. Everybody's doing great. The numbers are down overall amongst all groups compared to 2017. But no, it's, it's, everything's going terrific in schools. Why do you ask? That was only part one of the story. Here's the other part of the story. That the superintendent of the Carmel Clay Public Schools, his name is Michael Beresford, and he's shocked and disappointed by the sexually graphic information presented by several members of the community during the public comment portion. Now... I will tell you that parents literally put up signs that said porn ahead as you drove up to the school board meeting. Parental advisory, explicit content. You're like, wow, what is this? What in the world is this? 
So the public comments, comment portion of the meeting had people reading sexually explicit excerpts from books that, according to them, are available in Carmel schools. So one of the books they read from is called Call Me Max. What is Call Me Max? Well, Call Me Max is about this transgender boy, or is it, girl, I can't keep up. It's in the schools. And then they read uh, from a book that's called Later Gator with the number eight in it. Um, and Later Gator, which one is which one is this book about? Through their instant messages, three inseparable friends have shared the ups and downs of high school. They survived a flirtatious teacher, a witchy classmate, a pot-smoking smoocher, a care-bear-toting stalker, and much more. Okay. Huh. Couple books in, in the library. A later gator has detailed information about oral sex. According to the parents, these books are available to Carmel Clay students at an elementary school and at a high school. So call me Max at the elementary school and uh, the one detailing oral sex at a high school. As parents spoke, one of them, Gina Faso, said movies require ratings and parental approval for students to be in them, but the schools don't protect our children in the same way. Now, the superintendent could not confirm that the books are in the schools. But he said that the material is completely inappropriate for students and, quote, not in line with our values here at Carmel Clay Schools. Sir, do you have any idea what's about to come your way? You think that that's not in line with the values of Carmel Clay Schools. The radical groups that you have been cozying up with whether you were aware of it or not, this is absolutely what they want. And then he went a step further. He said it was inappropriate to even listen to that during public comment. It was a courageous conversation. And as we all know, nothing's more important than a courageous conversation. True story. True story. These parents risked everything to share this information with you because they can't get your attention otherwise. They have put themselves on the line to make sure they brought this information to you so you could realize what was going on. By the way, you know what's inappropriate? To teach children that they live as either the oppressed or the oppressor. It's inappropriate. It's inappropriate to say that people are guilty for the color of their skin and there's nothing they can do about it. It is inappropriate for Marxism to be a standard operating procedure in schools. Inappropriate, I tell yous. But then Michael Beresford, the superintendent, said something else. Um, something that I found horrific. And uh, in many ways, I, I would question his fitness. 
Now, I, I want to be clear. I've never met Superintendent Beresford. I, I don't know if he's an amenable guy. I, I don't know if he's really listening to reason. Maybe this was a big wake-up call for him. Maybe this did shock him. Maybe he's saying to himself that next morning, I don't really know what's going on underneath my own nose. Maybe it's a lot to ask that a superintendent would know every book that's in the library. But maybe the question is, when you do know, what do you do about it? He said it was inappropriate to even listen to that during public comment. We probably need to determine as a school district and as a community, is that what we want to say out loud? I would much rather have that brought to my attention rather than brought up in a public meeting. Superintendent Beresford, the people can bring up anything they choose. We have other school districts like Clark Pleasant and others where they want to tell the parents, you can't say this, you can't say that, you can't ask about this, you can't do that. They don't understand that they're the public official. And if they don't like it, they can go work at Dairy Queen. No one cares about your feelings. Now, I am not suggesting or promoting that people be rude. I am saying that tempers may be running high and your job as a public official is to take it. I didn't say you had to be physically abused, but some parent is upset with you. Yeah, you're the elected official. Don't be the elected official. Go do something else. You're going to tell parents that they can't impugn the character of anybody on the board? What if the character of a board member sucks? <laughs> what do they do then? They can speak. They have free speech. So I say to Superintendent Beresford, if bringing it up to the full school board in front of them is what gets things handled. Yeah, they should do that. Because maybe they feel if they bring it up to you, you kind of just pat them on the head, brush it under the rug, forget the whole thing. Because you want to claim some level of morality. But let's go back to your quote. We probably need to determine as a school district and as a community, is that what we want to say out loud? Apply this to your superintendent no matter what school district you're in. We, the parents, are having this exact conversation about critical race theory and anti-racism, but not the part about discussing it out loud. It's being discussed out loud about whether or not this is an actual benefit to our children or it's actual indoctrination. Is it education or is it indoctrination? And we have determined after study that it is indeed indoctrination and it is abusing and harming our kids. Yet radical educators who care not for the role of parents in the relationship believe that they know better and demand to be able to teach this bigotry. And so parents are speaking out and speaking loudly. I don't want you as superintendent to determine what gets said out loud. As a matter of fact, for even asking the question, you should be admonished. Because you should already know the answer. Admonished. I, I, I didn't say fired. You asked whether or not something should be discussed out loud. And the answer is everything should be discussed out loud. That's what out loud is for. People can put ideas into the sphere, and nobody loses their job, and nobody gets violently attacked, and we discuss what's smart and what isn't, what's good and what's not, where the yetzer hurrah and the yetzer tov are, the evil and the good, and then we move on. 
You think we need to determine as a school district what we say out loud? I don't trust the school board to determine what we say out loud. I don't give them that power. Let me say it again. I, Tony Katz, don't give the Carmel Clay School Board in Indiana the power to determine what is said out loud. And if they don't like it, they can go to hell. That's not me, me, that's not me even being mad at them. That is just factual statement. I happen to live in Carmel. But if you said it about uh, Hamilton Southeastern, I'd say the same. If you said it about Gary, Indiana, I'd say the same. If you said it about Evansville, I'd say the same. Brownsburg or Greenwood or Greencastle, I'd say the same. I don't give a school board the right to determine what I say. Quit. You're not good enough. If you think you should be able to determine what gets said, you gotta go. You are not good enough. That's all there is to it. It's not even a debatable subject, to be honest. It really isn't. So more happened at this meeting than just some guy who let a gun fall out of his pocket. For what reason is a gun in your pocket and not in a holster? It's your job to secure your firearm I'm not debating whether or not it matters that he brought it to a school board meeting because I think it's totally fine. I think it's totally fine to bring a, a gun to a school board meeting. Let me say it again. It's totally fine because I believe in your Second Amendment rights and I believe that they are uh, everywhere. But secure your weapon. And don't let it be the damn story. When clearly... These books that parents are talking about and this position that may, maybe he was speaking just glibly uh, that, that the superintendent may be taking are far more dangerous. These are just the facts. I'm Tony Katz. Does anybody know where this video is from? I saw it posted by the, the GOP, but it's somebody doing an interview. It seems they're doing the interview with Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary, and talking about, are you, are you just calling on Facebook to engage this censorship? Why Facebook specifically? Have you guys talked to other platforms? It's not just Facebook. Every social media platform has a responsibility here, and they could all probably be doing more to crack down on misinformation. Also, it's not just social media platforms. It is also personalities on television. It is also elected officials, unfortunately. Ah. Uh, this isn't attractive. This call for censorship, and it is a call for censorship. We should understand each other. That this very idea of we have to stop misinformation is a call to censorship. It's a call to saying there are some things we don't want discussed in the public sphere. And we should all be opposed to it. And what Jen Psaki talks about with a, with a smile and a, and a weird, weird kind of grin is actually very frightening stuff and very dangerous stuff that we should all be opposed to. 
And rational people are. We should be clear that rational people are indeed opposed to this. Irrational people believe that you, for disagreeing, shouldn't have a right to say anything. Just like we were talking about with this statement from the superintendent there at Carmel Clay Schools. We, and I want to be able to give him a pass on it because maybe it's just something he said and didn't spend time thinking about. He would, he's just wrong, and he should recognize and be like, yeah, we, we got to let people speak. We got to let people speak. They're talking about something that's happening in our schools, books in our schools. They got to be able to quote the thing. We can't tell people what to say or how to say it. That's not a lesson we want to teach the children. So we got to be on top of this everywhere, locally and nationally. But man, in every one of these videos, she just looks, Jen Psaki just looks awful. I'm not talking about her physical looks. I'm talking about her style. And her willingness to to embrace the worst parts of this administration. I thought that's what was wrong with Kayla McEnany. Kaylee. Tomorrow, everyone, I'm Tony Katz.